and welcome to the As You Are podcast. My name is Leslie Vandergenst. I'm the founder of Enso Coaching and Consulting, and I'm here with two of our amazing coaches, Libby and Yay. Kathleen. <laughs> and we are joined today with the amazing Wendy Papazan. Yay. So, so happy Wendy. to be here. Yay. We're so happy you're here. So, um, okay, so A, we've known each other for a really long time. We have. Um I used to work with Jay, your husband. You did. For like 17 years. Yeah, that's insane. Since you were basically a baby. Yeah, yeah. You're doing the <laughs> since you were, since you were a theater geek, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And I've seen you kind of grow into this amazing businesswoman at the time. I think the kids, you had two two children at the time and they yeah, were kind seven, of little. 17 years ago, I would have had a one and a two-year-old. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the journey. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot <laughs> yeah. of life right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And so um, so since then, you have grown into this amazing business, the Papasan Properties Group, which I think I saw in December, one of the top like three in GCI or something like that. Is that I, right? That's so close. I don't think so, but that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in Austin. I don't maybe know. In maybe in Austin. In Austin. Yeah, okay. maybe in Austin. Yeah. yeah. Top top yeah. three in GCI in Austin in yeah. December, which is amazing, especially with market and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's Austin. Yeah. Um, so you've got this amazing growing business. And then also you are the co-founder of Her Best Life. That's true. Which is another yeah. organization. Yep. So can you talk a little bit about Papasan Properties Group and how you kind of came about building that business? Sure. Uh, Well, I started out my real estate career as an investor. So uh, when Jay wrote the book uh, called The Millionaire Real Estate Investor, we decided we needed to do some investing. And uh, so that's actually how I got into real estate. And I did real estate investing while my kids were little. So that was right about the time when probably when we met. So my kids were one and two. And so we did our first flip. And um, I had quit my job. I was a stay-at-home mom. And yeah, just bought bought and remodeled different properties. We developed a little subdivision in Travis Heights, all kinds of things. And then when my oldest son was uh, getting ready to go to kindergarten, I said, I'm going to get my real estate license to uh, save money on investment properties. That was really my thought. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had a really small goal that first year. <laughs> it was really tiny. It was embar- so small. It was embarrassing. But I hadn't been working in five years. So my goal is to make $15,000 that year in real estate, which a lot of people start out in real estate with a small goal. Yeah. They do it as a, as a side hustle. And so that's kind of how I thought it, thought about it. And I ended up making $85,000 that year. Oh, my gosh. Which was twice as much as I'd ever yeah. made in a year as a professional. That's awesome. What yeah. was your what was your career prior to? Uh, I was in marketing, so uh-huh. I actually worked for the um, the 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 state for Texas Historical Association. Oh wow! Because uh, I love old houses and things yeah. like oh that. Gosh, <laughs> and then crazy, yeah, <laughs> same. Uh, yeah, nerd out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the state agency for historic preservation. Oh wow! So I loved that job. I got to travel. I was in their heritage tourism program, so I got to travel all around the state. I've been to every little Texas town that you've oh never gosh. heard of, which was so fun. I would travel two to three days every single week. Um, and before that, I was a marketing consultant in New York. Wow. So yeah, so my whole background was really in marketing. And marketing. And how has that has that helped you in the yeah, real estate for sure. career? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always good to have know how to sell yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So then that first year you were at you said eighty five thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then how? What it talk to us a little bit about the growth of, of Papasan Park? Yeah. So by the time I had been in business for five years, I was making a million dollars. 
Oh, that's amazing. yeah. Yeah, which I mean, like yeah. textbook. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, which is crazy. I mean, I don't know what kind of what other career you could go into where in five years you go from making nothing mm, yeah. to making a million dollars. I mean, that's that's legal anyway, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I like that disclaimer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> except except for sales. You yeah. know, and I'd never had a sales job before. I'd ne- I'd never worked in a even in working in a restaurant or retail or anything like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And um I just loved it. So talk to us about what, you know, in that first five years, like what were the big kind of milestones or things that you really mm-hmm. like learned about yourself and about the business in those five years, those first five years? Well, I think the real gift that I got is, is that when I started my real estate business, Jay really had been talking about getting help mm-hmm. like right away. Mm-hmm. And so I went in with a little bit of what I would call like a leverage mindset. And for a lot of people, they get in it. They want to do everything themselves. That's why they get into it. And my kids were really little, so I had help right away. Mm -hmm. So that was the gift that I got was in my mind, I was like, this is the way it should be. Um, and plus, I just there were lots of things I didn't really like about it. And and actually, my favorite thing is 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 actually being the leader mm-hmm. more than the day to day stuff. And some people really like loved the day to day stuff. So yeah, so I got help right away. Uh, I got help way before anybody was suggesting that I should. So I had an assistant within, you know, I had a, a like a contract assistant right away, mm-hmm. probably my first deal. And then I had a uh, like a 20 hour a week assistant within 18 months or something mm-hmm. of of doing that. So, wow. yeah. And then I just got more and more people and failed and, you know, <laughs> fall, fell down, skin my knee, got back up, yeah. fall down, skin your knee, get back up, fall down, skin your knee, back, get back up and here I am. Can we talk about some of the, some of the yeah, fall down, the skin, yeah. the knee, yeah. the yeah, get yeah, back yeah, up? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think it's, it's, it's tricky when you are growing your business because if you are an owner operator, you're good at the operating stuff and not always at the owning stuff. And so being the owner and the leader, just I'd never done that before. I'd managed people before, but that's very different than, than leading them. And um, so, yeah, so it was, there's plenty of, of difficulties hiring the wrong people, um, mistakes around hiring, mm-hmm. mistakes around compensation, um, mistakes around getting the business, mistakes around org charts. I mean, <laughs> you're like, which one? And, okay, yeah. I mean, well, so let's, let's do it. it. I did so it. so yep. mistakes around hiring, like mm-hmm. what were some of the things that you really, you know, when you think back to, uh, okay, these are the big like learning things mm-hmm. and, you know, have really kind of helped you in the trajectory of the business. What would those be? Well, it's so hard to know. You can't, it's, it's, you almost have to just go live through it mm-hmm. as a leader. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to, for someone just to say, like, you should do it this way because you can have something in your head, but then you don't really understand it. Right. And as you're growing, when you're really little, you make different choices because of the size of your business than you would later. 100%. Um, so I, I feel like um, – you know, 2019. So 2018 was my best year ever. I made $3 million that year. Ooh. Yeah. And um, get it. Casual. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I was number three in my region. Um, we s- helped over 320 families that year. And I remember actually writing an email to Gary Keller. And I was like, next year's the year. I'm going to be a millionaire real estate agent. <laughs> and I was and I was walking around and I was like patting myself on the back like I'm amazing, I'm a good leader. <laughs> like I had this great year and all of that. And 
really that year, everything came sort of crashing down. So I had several long-term employee, uh, you know, people who worked with me left um, just for various reasons. Uh, my director of operations left, many agents left, um, my long-term, you know, operations on the transaction side left. And it was just like this, over the course of nine months, I had about 90% of the people on my team leave. Oh, and pre-COVID, yeah? Yeah, it was pre-COVID. Yeah. Wow. So it was in 2019. So this, it was like, you know, those movies where you're at, you, somebody falls down the hill and they're like rolling down the hill and they bounce off a rock and then they hit a tree <laughs> and then they bounce off a rock. And it was like, so that's how it was like yeah. all the way down to the bottom. And um, it was hard because when people thought of my team, they were like, oh, this is the team where nobody leaves. Yeah. Like she has such a great team. She's so good at it. And and actually it was really the best thing that ever happened to me. Like when I look back on it, I just think, wow, I, I learned so many lessons. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned so many lessons from that chiefly, which was uh, understanding like if you grow too fast and you don't have the the business to support um, the people on your team, then that's not good, yeah. right? You don't have enough leads. And um, and then, you know, one great year does not a great business make, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. I'm sure, you know, like Nordstrom has a great business. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't have a great business. Yes. <laughs> um, and so there was like just – and then just the hubris I had around it, which was just like, oh, I did it. Like, I'm so yeah. good, yeah. you know? Oh. And there was just a lot of hubris there. And then I was able to – the best part of it was when all that happened, I was able to, um, first of all, have a really good pity party uh, for myself, which was great, and just really evaluate and think about what I wanted, you know, because um, so much of me building my business so rapidly was was sort of in part – a, I enjoyed it, but B, some of it was just this pressure like, oh, you're married to the co-author of The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Like, you're going to do all these things right. And so I wanted – like, that was that part of it was important to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then when everything fell apart, I was like, oh, I get to have – I get to do it however I want to now. It was like wow. a relief mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a relief. And so uh, then what I did was is I got really clear and intentional about what I wanted my business to look like, the role I wanted to have in it, the amount of money I wanted to make from it. And then I got to rebuild it in the, the right way. That's so amazing. that was, uh, it'll be four, five years ago. Yeah. In, uh, I guess, at the end of last year, at the end of 2000, 2019. And um, yeah, so now we have a totally different organization. We're back in growth mode again. And so during COVID, we kind of hunkered down. Yeah. And now we're back in growth mode, which is like really fun and um, got a lot of fun things going on. And so, yeah, that was, that's my journey. Yeah. So what, when, when you um, think about some of the things that you wanted for yourself and for your business, you know, when you were kind of doing some of that evaluation, mm -hmm. what, what were some of those yeah. things? Well, I think so often, especially in the real estate industry, there's you're kind of chasing this glory idea of, oh, you the more GCI you make is is like the pinnacle of everything. And the bigger you are, how many people on your team? Well, just because you have a million people on your team doesn't mean you're profitable. We're 100 percent. They're all good. <laughs> yeah. Or they're all good. Yeah. And um, and so um, I was able to to say, listen, I want a uh, a business that's 
primarily based on referrals. Mm. So at that point, like now we have, uh, tw- we've helped 2,100 families wow. over the last 15 years. Wow. And, um, and that's the, where the bulk of our business comes from. Wow. Which is great. Yeah. So I was like intentional about that. I don't want to do all of these other things that we did to grow, which was Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. We Mm -hmm. did that to grow. So that is where, and that's a slow burn, Mm -hmm. like to get all, to get those wheels going is a slow burn. So I spent a lot of COVID just creating those like flywheels um, so that we could um, just get business from our, from our past clients. So that, and then the culture on our team. So being really intentional about who's on the team, um, hiring only team players. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was kind of a mistake the first time was I had a lot of rock stars on my team. Yeah, And it wasn't a mistake. I just didn't know. Right. You know, I mean, Gary is always saying like hire talent and like all this kind of stuff. And it's, it's like talent is great and you want talent, you want them to be team players. Yeah. You know, so I just didn't know that. Can you define team player for yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right along. The coaches. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I never played team sports. I was like an individual debater. So nice. I, I didn't. Um, so I was never like a team sport person. And the reason I started my business is I thought real estate was quite lonely by myself. Mm. And <clears throat> and so a team player to me is someone who wakes up every day and is thinking about how we can succeed for the bigger goal. Mm. Right. Um, and not just thinking about themselves. Everybody's got the, their back. And so I think our 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 operation now is is a work family. People would describe it as a work family. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got each other's backs. I'm very invested in the people on my team. Like I'm kind of like the grandma. Oh. You know, I take people out to lunch. I buy them grandma. little presents. And How like, is that mom? what Megan no, is like grandma? But I'm like team grandma. Is that? No. I mean, <laughs> we skipped a stage. No, okay. Well, only grandma in the sense that like I get to do the fun stuff with yeah. them. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? okay. that's what I mean. No. It's a nice reframe. Um, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all I mean. Um, because um, I just kind of what grandmas get to do. They, they yeah, do. That. They they like, do. You know, I don't have real. to hold anyone account ne- accountable yeah. necessarily, or like yeah. I have people that do that on my team now. Do you know, sorry, just running with this for a step further and thinking about my own mother who's a grandmother and just I think the philosophy of like when you're a grandparent, you do get to do the fun things and all the things that you wish that you maybe could have corrected from when you were a mom. Mm, yeah. So I don't know if that carries over in the metaphor as well, mm. but it's not just the fun things, but like what does that distance give you in terms of an opportunity to relate to your team? Yeah, maybe. I think when you are in it, when you're in when you're an operator and an owner at the same time, it it's very difficult. So, and I think a lot of real estate teams, they have, you're, as the owner, you're doing a lot of sales yourself. And it's hard to really focus on your leadership when you're doing that. Mm. Um, so for me, that's been this, a real gift for me is I get to pull out of that and then really think about how, how I can be the best leader possible. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways you're the best leader possible is you are involved with your people yeah yeah you know i have a crazy isn't it (laughs) i know it's like i have a category on my uh you know my my framework that i use to plan my week of like who i'm meeting am i having regular lunch with people am i texting people am i doing all that um because it's really easy just to get to forget Mm -hmm. you know can i ask i love everything you're saying by Mm -hmm. the way very much people first mentality what are some of the like barometers you have in place and ways you check yourself if it feels like you're going off course for in which way in terms of connecting with your people Hmm. well i think you just have to be observant you know people always withdraw Mm -hmm. um, and you can see that in organizations where they're not showing up to meetings or 
maybe they're skipping their meetings with you or then you have to kind of lean in and you really have to lean in. The tendency, I think, for a lot of leaders is like, oh, well, they're withdrawing from me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to I'm going to lean back, you know, and you need to lean in. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully you're going to do that before um, anything really happens. But yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Great question. Good. Well, um, can we pivot? Sure. Let's, can we talk about her best life? Sure. Oh, Absolutely. Totally. <laughs> about that. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, well, so that's also a long story. But um, so when I was growing my business, I was feeling pretty lonely because most of the friends I had were either stay-at-home moms or they were had regular like nine to five jobs. So I didn't know any of their moms who were being very entrepreneurial. And I was growing our investing business at the same time. And so um, I joined an organization called EO, which is Entrepreneurs Organization. Great organization. They're a national organization for entrepreneurs because of this very reason. Entrepreneurs feel lonely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I joined. Austin has a huge chapter. They have 150 members. And when I joined in about 2015, 16, uh, it was 90% men. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so, so, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, what they do, which is brilliant, they sort of group you in groups of 10, and you have to interview with the group that you're going to join in order to make sure that you're a good compatibility fit, which is great because then you have this intimate sort of group to have to share your thoughts and all the fears you have as as a business owner. And so, I was going out on these lunch dates with. Essentially nine guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like speed dating. That's great. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I can remember the first one I went to, they were talking about the retreat that they were going to do. They were all going to go um, like skiing in Colorado somewhere. And I just was like, I am not going to go skiing in Colorado with nine guys. Like, I'm just not going to do that. Right. Like that to me is. And then, you know, as we're having conversations, I'm realizing like, yes, we have some of these same issues as business owners, but here I am, you know, I'm a young mom, you know, my kids are in school, my husband's an executive, he's not a stay-at-home dad, like we're trying to figure out how to do this co-parenting thing. And um, and I was like, I have nothing in common with these guys. Most of them had stay-at-home wives, you know, I was like, I just... This, this is, is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is not for me. So I did end up joining. I never really got that tribe. And then I then I just pulled out. Mm. Um, so then I said, you know, what? I'm just going to do it myself. So I started talking to some friends of mine who were in a similar situation. They had young kids. They were had growing real estate teams. And so we started a mastermind and we met uh, one or two times a year. Um, and then we would we had our chat group and then we would meet on I guess on Zoom. I don't know what we were doing back then, but um, and it was really powerful. Mm-hmm. It was really, really powerful to meet and talk to people who are sharing the same experiences as me. And also we were able to grow in so many ways. We were able to grow um business-wise, we were able to grow as people, as leaders, you know, in our personal lives, in our all the things, financial lives. Um and so after doing that for several years, we said, you know, we need to take this to the world. Yeah. <laughs> and so we decided in April of 2019, which is kind of funny. Big year. 
Yeah. It is, well, it's not coincidental. There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one door closes, another door yeah. closes. Yeah. Yeah. So April of that year, we met and we decided to have an event in, I think it was either September or October of that year. Mm. And at the time, there was 11 of us meeting. So we had 11 alpha females trying yeah. to pull off this event. It's great. Remotely. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? That's what you know. <laughs> great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At one point, we were like, hmm. registration. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who <laughs> <gonna> do? <laughs> does that? Yeah. Yeah. do registration. Yeah. Small question. Yeah. 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 Um, <sighs> but it turned out to be a big hit. Um, we met in Jupiter, Florida, and a couple hundred women showed up. They didn't even know what they were getting into. And we realized we'd, we had filled a niche of like authentic vulnerability where women who are leaders could come and they could just take their armor off and they could just relate to other women and the other women would really see them for who they are, which was you are a mom, you are a leader, you are, you know, your authentic, vulnerable self. Um, and like, I love you for who you are. You know, yeah. you don't have to be anyone else. And so then we started this, basically this movement. And um, so this will be our fourth year. We had an event during COVID. We have multiple memberships now. We have over a thousand members. Um, yeah. And it's, it. it's, it's so, it's really... It's nothing more than like what was in my heart, yeah. you know, and then that was so impactful to me. And, you know, we've I mean, I every day I get a story of like, you saved me or this is this this, you know, without my circle, because because we're doing the same thing that EO was doing, which was like circling people up and just having that support network around you of people who love you and support you is just so powerful yeah. you know a lot of women leaders they just don't have that they're very lonely yeah they're very very lonely yeah what do you feel like is is one of the or a couple of the things that they really get out of you know this this partnership this this relationship connection yeah, true, authentic connection. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of wrapped in the cloak of you learn about leadership skills, you learn about finances, mm -hmm. you learn about um, all these other things. But really, it's 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 connection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll be on stage and there'll be a group of women talking and it's just remarkable because they will just be looking at each other and they see each other, mm -hmm. you know, and they just they it's like i love you for being an alpha female i love you for your strength i love that you're aggressive i love that you're this you don't have to be you don't have to play small mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. with this group right and um in fact it's the opposite it's like you need to you know we lift as we climb yeah. right we're all lifting as we climb oh, that's so that's amazing yeah okay so what have you learned you know kind of growing yeah. that side <laughs> yeah well what's amazing about this group is, you know, I got to start it with, so all 11 of us were involved in a different way mm -hmm. um, at the beginning, like seven of us committed to the core of it mm -hmm. and said, hey, I want to be involved in more like the day to day. I'm on the board. And then four of the 11 were like, we love you. We support you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but getting into a business relationship with 11 of my best friends doesn't seem like the best idea. Respectfully, no, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. So they're the smart ones. Yeah. <laughs> they're the smart ones. Mm -hmm. And but what's amazing is when you have a foundation of trust mm -hmm. um, and you've known someone like we've been meeting as a powerful group for eight years mm -hmm. and then to go and have a leadership group like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. 
I've never experienced anything like it because we're able to have really powerful conversations. And, you know, when like Brene Brown talks about having that, you know, a circle of trust among your leadership group, like that's what it, that's what it's like. Mm. It's powerful because you've got seven people. They're all different, all different leadership styles, all different ideas. So we have a problem and we'll just throw out solutions to it. Mm. And imagine having seven people with different perspectives and then just all of us saying like, yeah, that's the one. Let's yeah. do yeah. that and run with it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Yeah. And then there's trust there. Mm. There's there's trust. And so it's been amazing. You know, it's been truly amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What, so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> what are so some lucky. of those pieces from that that you would take and replicate or that feel like they are replicable? <laughs> Did you catch that? Right? Yeah. Replicable. Yes. yes. Uh, replicatable. That sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mean in terms of like the leadership group? Or yeah, like, like thinking about like, you know, here you have all these powerful women together. You're able to listen to one another and say, yes, that's the way. But mm -hmm. so like if you were to take any of those ingredients, like which are the key ones to take so that it could be reproduced elsewhere? Well, I think the trick is to have that eight years of trust, which yeah. is not really replicatable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the tricky part. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Pavazam Properties Group and her best life. What's mm -hmm. the what are the biggest challenges? Well, I, we have another business. Oh, let's go. Our, oh, let's yeah, talk about but, it. Casual. Yeah. Um, it's our handyman. So also oh. in 2019. What was going on? I'm like, where was I? I was having a baby. And you're there having you a baby. Go. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Yeah. You're mommyhood. Well, in 2019, uh, part of the reason my professional life fell apart is I I was our house was being we did a complete tear down to the studs oh. of our house. We had a horrible contractor. We ended up firing him and I ended up being the GC and finishing the project that year. So I I was I was so not present. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought it was running itself and that's that's another lesson is like you have to be there as the leader. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're hired someone else to be the leader. And it was incredibly stressful. I mean, my stress level was like this high. Jay also had back surgery that year. He was supposed to be in the hospital one day. He was in the hospital seven days. Um, so after that all happened, we had a horrible contractor, stole money from us, um, stole money from some of our clients that he was working with at mm. the time. We hired a lawyer so we could sue him. The guy didn't have any money. So it was bad. Um, so then I was like, you know what? I'm going to start my own company. Yeah. Yeah. I love that theme. Yeah. I don't like yeah. this. I'm going to do my own. <laughs> there's yeah. a theme there, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. You know, yeah. work. there is a theme. And yeah, so we started a handyman and remodeling company. And um, I've had two remarkable partners. One, we started in, during COVID and um, then he had a baby and then he ended up moving. So then I've got my partner now, Dylan. And um We've been doing it for two years together, and it's great. Our year, our goal the first year was just to um, to break even, and we yeah. were profitable. Oh my gosh! Year, which was great. Yeah, yeah, and we doubled our profit this year. So it's amazing. Yeah, it's great. And I spend maybe thirty thirty out thirty minutes a week on it. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, so I've kind of he does all of it. What's been the What's been the big thing that you've taken from that from that side of the business? Um. Well, it's it's kind of cool because I'm like, oh, yeah, I do have a lot to share in terms of leadership. Like I can, I'm like his coach kind of, you yeah. know, I can coach him yeah. and coach him on hiring, coach him on what to do. And, and I, you know, it's like once you start one business, it's easier to start other ones. Yeah. Once yeah. you have one successful one. 
And, you know, I think sometimes as women, we're like, well, I'm not there yet, or I can't do it. And, you know, just kind of starting that from the ground up. I'm like, yeah, I, I yeah, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's exciting. Good. Okay. Yeah. So, so going back, um, let's just start with Papazan Properties Group. What's your biggest challenge right now that you are facing mm-hmm. there with that business? Um, biggest challenge now. Well, we're in a good spot right now. <laughs> good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's been a couple hard years, you know, because of the market. Right. Um, also, we weren't in growth mode. So we had kind of contracted a lot during mm-hmm. COVID, which was just what we needed just to kind of shore everything up. Um, and then last year, we got back into growth mode again, which that shows up usually a year later. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think sometimes we're like, oh, we're going to grow. And it's like, well, it takes a long time. Yeah. So a lot of the seeds we planted last year um, are coming to fruition. We have a three-year relationship with a builder um, that um, he's – and we're representing him downtown for like a 30-unit condo complex, which is very cool. Yeah. And then another one with 160 units next year. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's great. kind of fun. We've yeah. never done that. Yeah. 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 And he came to us, and um, they're actually a, a very well-known uh, company in Chile, and they wanted to because the um, the the economy isn't always so stable there. Right. They wanted to expand, and so they looked at cities all over the United States. And I got connected to him like through a friend of a friend, and so they ended up moving to Austin. And we've been working with them for three years, and I've connected him with attorneys and lenders and condo doc people and just really helped him grow his business mm-hmm. here. And it's also just another affirmation of like, wow, I kind of know what I'm doing in yeah. the real estate space and um, I'm able to provide a lot of value to people. So yeah, so that's one of the things we're doing for Papas and Properties. And, and then we started a commercial division. So that's okay. been fun. Yeah. yeah so how long, how long is the commercial division? Just like been? a year. So that okay. was, that was, so the seeds last year I had mm-hmm. a, um, an amazing woman on my team who's was doing our doing working with a lot of investors, mm-hmm. and I always got a lot of commercial leads, mm-hmm. um, and I was was handing them out to different people, and so now we get to keep them. Yeah. So now you said I'm going to do it myself. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm gonna do it myself. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And how's that going? What's what's it that? is going so well. Good. So Megan is remarkable. Uh, she has about eleven million dollars in listings. Mm-hmm. Um, out there, hopefully, send some good vibes. There's, they're about to maybe go under contract this week. <laughs> Get it, uh, quite a few of them. Um, yeah, so that's good. And then, you know, just going back to all of the buyers who push pause the last couple yeah. of years of interest rates, yep, things right. like that. So yeah, so it's like buyers, builders, and um, commercial is kind of our big three this year. That's good. Okay, yeah. so based on the growth, you know, the when you grew last time and then going into this new growth mode, mm-hmm. like where do you feel like you've got to be headspace-wise or yeah. mindset-wise? Yep. Such a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it a lot good. Uh, because I had, you know, that was real trauma for me. It was real trauma, all those people leaving. I'm a people person. And um, it was true trauma. I can remember after this woman who had been had worked on my team for seven years, uh, she ended up just uh, emailing me and telling me that she was leaving. And it was so tough for me. And I just was on the couch. I just was crying. And I just remember saying to Jay. My husband, you know, like, I don't want a big life. I want a tiny little life. Yeah. <laughs> I want a 
smallest life possible. Yeah. Because it was very, it was real, it was try it was the worst thing that's ever happened mm -hmm. to me. And um so I think that like fear of growth was just a result of that trauma. Mm -hmm. Just me like, I'm just not gonna do it. Um so I had to kind of work through that and then understanding the ratio of uh, people on your team that you need to, to feed in terms of business and then the amount of leads coming in. So just understanding that, like 2019, I was tracking a lot of the, the lagging measures like mm -hmm. closings and, and things like that. Now we track everything. So we track appointments. We track every single lead that comes in. Um, so just a lot more insight into that so we can keep that balance between the people we need to feed. Um, and then, like I said, just the team player thing is, it's just who we have on the team is really important. Mm -hmm. We just don't let a lot of people on. Like, it's like, well, you know what? We don't need, if you're not right, you're not right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so I would say that's really important. And then just the, just the people aspect of like really, Am I loving on my people? Are we going out to lunch? Are we talking? Am I present for them? Mm -hmm. um, do we have a relationship? Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah. How do you balance that though? I mean, just thinking about, we have so many clients that are moms or, you know, just you have all of these people to love on, but mm -hmm. you also have two kids to love on yeah. and all of the people yeah. in your, you know, in your home life. How do you, how do you balance all of that? Just yeah. taking care of everyone yeah and yourself and, and, and yourself, yourself. Yes. yes and yourself uh well to be fair uh my kids are much older now <laughs> so that helps a lot it helps a lot yeah. they're 18 and 19 if you can believe it i don't i, yeah. I don't I, yeah i do not believe that yeah but you can believe it uh so that helps a lot yeah uh and i've always been a very present mom and wife that's been a huge goal for me and that's part of the reason i was able i, I wanted to get help all along mm -hmm. And um, so I've always had a lot of help. So I think under like becoming that leadership, mastering the leadership part of and the delegation part um, is very hard for some people. Yeah, it's very hard. And it was it was hard for me at first. You know, I, I come from a small like farming community in northern Minnesota. All my like extended family are farmers, you know, which is like you just get up. You work all day yeah. and then you die. Yeah. And that's it. You do it all yourself. So. Yeah. Amazing. And so the, the idea <laughs> of just the idea of like getting like my great grandmother, she shoveled her walk mm. every day until she lived to be a hundred. Yeah. Like gosh. every day till she was like ninety-eight. And this is like Minnesota snow. This right. isn't it's like, a real deal. It's not yeah, Texas. This isn't like, like, yeah, or like, snow. Or like yeah. Colorado snow or something. Like this is legit Minnesota snow. <clears throat> and so that is that is the mindset of where I came from. Mm -hmm. And um, so making that delegation switch is tough. Mm -hmm. And it's still hard. I mean, it is still hard. Mm -hmm. um, because the more time you have, the more you take things back. Mm -hmm. You know, so I constantly have to fight against that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, so I think for a lot of women, especially, they don't understand that help starts at home first often. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that was a big, that was tough in our family because I had been a stay at home mom for five years right. and I had everything pretty much buttoned up. Yeah. You know, I wasn't run a tight ship. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't greeting Jay with like a martini. At the <laughs> no, but I mean, 
it was pretty buttoned up. Yeah. You know, things got done. And so when I started to work more, especially kind of a hectic real estate life, um, we had to have a lot of conversations. Like, listen, I can't do that anymore. Like, mm-hmm. we got to, you got to do some of this. And he was really good because he was like, let's find somebody else to do it mm-hmm. instead of me taking it on. And so what we did was because we had been living on his income only, mm-hmm. we some of the money that I made actually went to help. This mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah. Very smart. And, you know, the best investment you can make is in a person, mm-hmm. whether it's at home or at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that we don't think of it's weird because we have more money than almost any other country in America, yet we want to do everything ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you go to India, you know, you're expected to have a driver if you're wealthy. You're expected to have someone watch your children if you're wealthy. I mean, or even if you're middle class, that's mm-hmm. the expectation is like you need to employ other people. Mm-hmm. And here in America, we have a very different mindset, which is like we need to do it all ourselves, mm-hmm. especially women. And that comes from it's really only been one or two generations since women have been working. Right. Right. So crazy. You know, my mom, <laughs> yeah. when she was pregnant with me, uh, as soon as she got pregnant, they fired her. Mm-hmm. They said, you wow. can't come back to work because you're pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like one generation. I'm one generation away from, away from right, that. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so we have all these things in our head, which was just like, okay, you can do it all. And, you know, all the studies show women have all this um, work at home that they right. do. They do. Women do one and a half hours a day more than men typically. Right. And some women do a lot more than that. Right. So you have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to have time for yourself and time for your kids, then you got to pay somebody to do the other things. And the great thing is, is when you start making money, you get to choose. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I always tell people, tape a piece of paper to your desk, write my not to do list yeah. on it. And you got one for home and you got one for work. <laughs> and every time you're doing something, whether it's like, like I love, I love yeah. taking oh, out the garbage, doing the laundry, cleaning your own toilets, going to the grocery store, you could, you get to choose. Like some people are like, I love to cook. I like to cook. So I always kept that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to go to the grocery store. So I always kept that. You know, lots of other things I don't like to do. So then you get your to do, your not to do list. And then when that is beefy enough, then it becomes a job description mm-hmm. for somebody else. Love that. And it's, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So much. yeah. <laughs> yes. um, and so that, uh, and then you give that to someone who wants to wake up every day and that's their joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. They're like, oh my gosh, I love being a house manager. Or I love, and that's why having a group of powerful people around you who are in your same position, um, they encourage you to do that. Mm -hmm. And you get to share those ideas. Like, oh, did you know, like my friend Diane, she always had a, she was a single mom. She always had a house manager growing up. It's brilliant. I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. That's like a real job. A house manager. (laughs) Right. It's like, oh, I thought I was a housemate. Yeah. <laughs> I also. Yeah. 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 Um, and I always, you know, and I always, I never hired that position, but I had, you know, personal assistants. I had who could run to Target for me. I, I actually had people who worked, uh, often worked in both the business and home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when we got a puppy, I was like, well, who's going to, I'm like, I can't stay home with a puppy all day. Yeah. I don't have the time for <laughs> That's that. That's a great job. Um, like, who got but, to be but, a puppy sitter? You know, my, one of my first assistants, Mariah, shout out to Mariah. She's the one who went through that puppy phase with my little dog, Taco. Wow. Taco. 
Yeah. So sweet. Very cute. Yeah. So that's that's really where it starts. And then, you know, once you get a little, um, you know, if you're, you also have to watch your money, mm-hmm. you know, but I think so many people when they get started in their business, they, they don't look at the financials. They don't understand what their profit is. And that was a whole other journey that I went through, which was just becoming a financially literate person yeah. when, when it came to your P&L. And that's a whole nother journey. Yeah. I mean, I got a, co- I had a coach that walked me through my P&L every single week mm-hmm. for at least a year. Yeah. Now I, now I coach people on that. Yeah. Um, but that was not easy. I didn't know what I was doing. And I think so many women, um, they think, well, you know, numbers are hard and that's not for me. And my husband takes care of the finances and all that stuff. And it's that's stupid. Yeah. It's because you just you haven't learned it yet. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not that men are especially good at it. I took the um four day MBA, which is a class that Keith Cunningham teaches. Mm-hmm. And my big aha from that was I went in there and it was, you know, it was like 80% men. And my big aha was like, oh, well, these guys don't know what they're doing either. They're just 100%. they're just taking yeah. four days out of their world and they're learning about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah. And so that was that was a big aha for me. So mm. long answer to your question. This is so no, good. I love it. I mean, I, I love the creating of the the list of the things that you don't want to do or have time mm-hmm. to do and letting that be someone's yeah. a job description for yeah. someone. But I think so much of it is just planning that out and like sitting down and taking the time to say, I can't do all the things. How can I leverage mm-hmm. myself rather than just, I think so many people just let it all. Of course. And so then, many people don't have any white space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, you explode with yeah. all of the Well, and it's like having things. a rhythm to your intentionality. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. one of the best things that Jay and I did um, when our kids were very little is we went on a couple's retreat together. Mm-hmm. And so that's real intentionality around what do we want? What do we want? What do we want this year? What do we want in five years? What do we want in 10 years? And then, you know, you're not something you come up with now doesn't for 10 years doesn't necessarily come to fruition. Right. I mean, there's lots of things that have fallen off and you're intentional about yeah. it. And um, yeah, so the combination of like getting to know your finances, learning how to be a leader and, you know, kind of loving on your team. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then 15 years of the grind. Yeah. And then yeah. right. you got yeah. your dream life. You did. There it is. That's that easy. Yeah. 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 yeah, just that easy. Um, okay, so we talked about Papazan Properties Group. What is um what's the biggest challenge you guys are facing right now on the her best life side? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that has been um we're we're kind of missing a person, which is why we're hiring right now. We're looking oh, for this. P- pitch oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We're, looking for, yeah. Oh. we're looking for a VP of growth, mm. um, and I think that we had kind of just built it to a certain point, and now we need someone who can really kind of take it to the next level. Um, so yeah, so that's what we're looking for there, mm. and it's uh, you know it's we we've been building the plane as. We've been flying, yeah, um, <laughs> which is which is fun. And so many people have been so kind to just trust us, you know. Um, but now I think we kind of got our secret sauce, like our formula is right. So That's good, yeah, yeah, That's it's good. exciting. Okay, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, so you've talked about leadership uh, multiple times that this is like the area that you really love focusing on and that's something that you're passionate about. If you had three things, two things that you would want um, somebody to learn about leadership, like mm-hmm. what would those 
one, two, three things be? Um, well, I think I think it's I think finances is a big part of leadership. Mm-hmm. Like they're very intertwined. Um because lots of people grow businesses where they're the operator and they like doing what they're doing. Like, oh, I love making cupcakes. I'm gonna start a cup cupcake business. Right, right. And then they never take off their baker hat and put on their sort of their owner hat. Mm-hmm. And because that's a totally different skill set. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of that has to do with with finances. It's it's numbers. And I'm not really like I never thought of myself as a numbers person. Mm-hmm. But it was funny because I was um interviewing for this board that I'm on for Explore Austin and the fundraising director, she said, oh, she said, she said, you finance geeks or something like that. Do you? You're like, me. <laughs> I, like oh. I wrote that down. I didn't say I'm anything. Sorry. And I wrote it down. And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that's, so that's funny. just it. Like, yeah. it's just, you can, you get to be intentional. You know, if you want to be intentional about something, like right. where you, where you, where you where your energy flows, you you know your everything goes, and um, I can remember I was talking and teaching a lot about leverage, mm. and I kind of got I wanted to get away from that because I felt that was like kind of a lady thing to do, mm. and so then I was like I want to get more intentional about wealth building and finance because yeah. that was like more a more powerful thing, yeah. and uh, so I just got intentional about it. I was like I don't want to talk about that anymore. I want to talk about this, mm. and now people know me for both. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, I mean yeah. you get to choose. Well, the thing about the thing about the metrics or the the numbers, the financials, is mm-hmm. the financials essentially tell us what we need to do in the yep. business. So yeah. if we don't have any, you know, measuring stick around what's working, what's not working, where do we need to put our energy, what's, you know, what's mm-hmm. causing us to pause yeah. or whatever, then we're just flailing. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> well, and I don't and to be clear, I don't do the tracking. Like I right. don't like to do tracking. I'm not a tracker. My husband tracks everything, like crazy stuff. You know, we've got a whole spreadsheet with all of our Keller Williams profit share from like <laughs> two thousand and 2000. Yeah. yeah. That's 24 years. Yeah. Tracked. And he's like, send me your profit share for the month. Oh, my God. Um, and I've just hired somebody to do mm-hmm. that. I have somebody on my team, uh, mm-hmm. Athea, who's my director of operations. She she loves all that stuff. She's tracking all that stuff for me. And she's just giving it to me so I can take a look at it. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So finances, leverage. Finances, learning how to delegate. Um yeah, and then just really, I, just the people part of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just think you have to. No one succeeds alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting into business with the best people is the secret to everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can build a business um, with great people, probably even if you're a lousy leader. So, <laughs> I love it. It's yeah, true. yeah, <laughs> like they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. So, okay, yeah. well, where can people learn more about? All of the different businesses, sure. Pap- Property Group, mm-hmm. Her Best Life, and your new Papazan Homes. Papazan Homes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, so people can follow me on Instagram. Um, I have a weird name, uh, so Wendy Papazan. I'm easy to find. Um, Her Best Life is at herbestlife.com. Papazan Properties is at papazanproperties.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Papazan Homes is at papazanhomes.com. Amazing. Love it. Uh-huh. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that marketing background. I know. Look yeah. at you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and having so, you know, so much insight. Yeah. Yeah. So great ideas. Yeah. Yes. Nuggets yes. For people to yes. take back. So we appreciate you. Well, my pleasure. Thank you for having you. me. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you guys for joining us. And uh, as always, please subscribe to the As You Are podcast, and we'll see you next time.